Today is March the 23rd. Today, we'll see our Messiah, a prophet like Moses. In reading through the book of Deuteronomy today, we see more hodgepodge. Moses again jumps from topic to topic. He talks about sacrifices. He talks in chapter uh, 17 and and uh, 18 um, what Israel should do when they eventually have a king, how they should treat their priests. Uh, he talks about sorcery. He talks about cities of refuge in chapter 19. But in the middle of all of this, there is a passage that it's very easy to jump over that becomes absolutely crucial in Jewish theology in the New Testament. In chapter 18, verse 15, Moses continued, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Then a couple of verses later, uh, in verse 17 and 18, the Lord said to me, what they have said is right. I will raise up a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. I'll put my words in his mouth. He will tell the people everything I command him. Now, there was a messianic expectation in uh, the first century. Uh, the messianic expectation was uh, uh, relatively complex. Yes, they expected the Messiah to come from the line of Judah, and they expected him to be a king like King David. But here Moses also says when the Messiah comes, he will not only be a king, he will also be a prophet, a prophet like me. Do you remember when they, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? One of the answers was, you are the prophet, the prophet like Moses. The third thing in passages like Psalm 110, we see that the Messiah is to be a priest. Not a priest like Aaron, because he will not come from the Levitical line. A priest like Melchizedek. The coming Messiah is to be prophet, priest, and king. Jesus met those requirements. Deuteronomy 17 through 19, New Living Translation. Deuteronomy 17. Never sacrifice sick or defective cattle, sheep, or goats to the Lord your God, for he detests such gifts. When you begin living in the towns the Lord your God is giving you, a man or woman among you might do evil in the sight of the Lord your God and violate the covenant. For instance, they might serve other gods or worship the sun, the moon, or any of the stars, the forces of heaven which I have strictly forbidden. When you hear about it, investigate the matter thoroughly. If it is true that this detestable thing has been done in Israel, then the man or woman who has committed such an evil act must be taken to the gates of the town and stoned to death. 
but never put a person to death on the testimony of only one witness. There must always be two or three witnesses. The witnesses must throw the first stones, and then all the people may join in. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. Suppose a case arises in a local court that is too hard for you to decide. For instance, whether someone is guilty of murder or only of manslaughter, or a difficult lawsuit, or a case involving different kinds of assault. Take such legal cases to the place the Lord your God will choose, and present them to the Levitical priests or the judge on duty at the time. They will hear the case and declare the verdict. You must carry out the verdict they announce and the sentence they prescribe at the place the Lord chooses. You must do exactly what they say. After they have interpreted the law and declared their verdict, the sentence they impose must be fully executed. Do not modify it in any way. Anyone arrogant enough to reject the verdict of the judge or of the priest who represents the Lord your God must die. In this way you will purge the evil from Israel. Then everyone else will hear about it and be afraid to act so arrogantly. You are about to enter the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you take it over and settle there, you may think, We should select a king to rule over us like the other nations around us. If this happens, be sure to select as king the man the Lord your God chooses. You must appoint a fellow Israelite. He may not be a foreigner. The king must not build up a large stable of horses for himself or send his people to Egypt to buy horses. For the Lord has told you, you must never return to Egypt. The king must not take many wives for himself, because they will turn his heart away from the Lord, and he must not accumulate large amounts of wealth in silver and gold for himself. When he sits on the throne as king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. He must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way. And it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. Deuteronomy 18 Remember that the Levitical priests, that is, the whole of the tribe of Levi, will receive no allotment of land among the other tribes of Israel. Instead, the priests and Levites will eat from the special gifts given to the Lord, for that is their share. They will have no land of their own among the Israelites. The Lord himself is their special possession, just as he promised them. These are the parts the priest may claim as their share from the cattle, sheep, and goats that the people bring as offerings. The shoulder, the cheek, the stomach, you must also give to the priest the first share of the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and the wool at shearing time. For the Lord your God chose the tribe of Levi out of all your tribes to minister in the Lord's name forever. Suppose a Levite chooses to move from his town in Israel, wherever he is living, to the place the Lord chooses for worship. 
He may minister there in the name of the Lord his God, just like all his fellow Levites who are serving the Lord there. He may eat his share of the sacrifices and offerings, even if he also receives support from his family. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering, and do not let your people practice fortune-telling, or use sorcery, or interpret omens, or engage in witchcraft, or cast spells, or function as mediums or psychics, or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It is because the other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you are about to displace consult sorcerers and fortune tellers, but the Lord your God forbids you do such things. Moses continued, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you yourselves requested of the Lord your God when you were assembled at Mount Sinai. You said, Don't let us hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, or see this blazing fire, for we will die. Then the Lord said to me, What they have said is right. I will raise up a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell the people everything I command him. I will personally deal with anyone who will not listen to the messages the prophets proclaim on my behalf. But any prophet who falsely claims to speak in my name or speaks in the name of another god must die. But you may wonder, how will we know whether or not a prophecy is from the Lord? If the prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message. The prophet has spoken without any authority and need not be feared. Deuteronomy 18 When the Lord your God destroys the nations whose land he is giving you, you will take over their land and settle in their towns and homes. Then you must set apart three cities of refuge in the land the Lord your God has given you. Survey the territory and divide the land the Lord your God has given you into three districts with one of these cities in each district. Then anyone who has killed someone can flee to one of these cities of refuge for safety. If someone kills another person unintentionally without previous hostility, the slayer may flee to any of these cities to live in safety. For example, suppose someone goes into the forest with a neighbor to cut wood, and suppose one of them swings an axe to chop down a tree, and the axe head flies off the handle killing the other person. In such case, the slayer may flee to one of the cities of refuge to live in safety. If the distance to the nearest city of refuge is too far, an enraged avenger might be able to chase down and kill the person who caused the death. Then the slayer would die unfairly, since he had never shown hostility toward the person who died. That is why I am commanding you to set aside three cities of refuge. And if the Lord your God enlarges your territory, as he swore to your descendants, and gives you all the land he promised them, you must designate three additional cities of refuge. He will give you this land if you are careful to obey all the commands I have given you. If you always love the Lord your God and walk in his ways, 
That way you will prevent the death of innocent people in the land the Lord your God is given you as your special possession. You will not be held responsible for the death of innocent people. But suppose someone is hostile towards a neighbor and deliberately ambushes and murders him and then flees to one of the cities of refuge. In that case, the elders of the murderer's hometown must send agents to the city of refuge to bring him back and hand him over to the dead person's avenger to be put to death. Do not feel sorry for that murderer. Purge from Israel the guilt of murdering innocent people. Then all will go well with you. When you arrive in the land the Lord your God has given you as a special possession, you must never steal anyone's land by moving the boundary markers your ancestors set up to mark their property. You must not convict anyone of a crime on the testimony of only one witness. The facts of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a miraculous witness comes forward and accuses someone of a crime, then both the accuser and the accused must appear before the Lord by coming to the priest and judges in the office at that time. The judges must investigate the case thoroughly. If the accuser has brought false charges against his fellow Israelite, you must impose on the accuser the sentence he intended for the other person. In this way, you will purge such evil from among you. Then the rest of the people will hear about it and be afraid to do such an evil thing. You must show no pity for the guilty. Your rule should be life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see if Israel had a death penalty. <laughs>